It's WKXL in the morning. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. Time for our bi-weekly talk with Jeff Feingold, editor of the New Hampshire Business Review. How's it going? Doing very well, going very well, AJ. How about with you? Doing very well. Very busy, but very well. And uh, you, you, you excited for your new office, Jeff? Yeah, we're moving our office to another mill building, and it's as I said to you earlier, it's I've got 25 years of junk in my office, so I got to figure out what to do with it. So it's been a it's been a, a puzzle. The, the downside <laughs> you know to some someplace. I know what I know what my wife says to do is just throw it out. So it's been. So like, no, I need this. Because I'm, I'm not bringing it home, is what I've been told. So. Yeah, that, that's the real important bit. <laughs> the most important bit of information. The wife said, you, you have enough crap in the house. Yeah, You're exactly, not bringing more. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, checking out the homepage of NHBR.com today and saw an article by Bob Sanders regarding Anna Lee Dahl's CEO is accused of sexual harassment yeah. and possibly firing an employee after they uh, filed with the Human Rights Commission. This is a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Like, yeah, I, 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 I'm assuming that your listeners know what Annalie dolls are. It's supposed to be Annalie Mobility dolls, like Mobility, and it was a uh, iconic New Hampshire. It's an, it still is a, an iconic New Hampshire company. Uh, make these dolls that are collectibles, and people spend like up to thousands of dollars to buy some of the older ones, and uh, they were bought out. It was a family-owned company for many years. It was bought out by a another partnership of people who bought it. And apparently this woman was a bookkeeper there and she alleges that she was personally harassed by the CEO in pretty, you know, the way she says it, it didn't sound like it was a very pleasant time for her to be in the office. You know, he, he sent her suggestive emails. He was asking her if she have sex with him. Uh, kept talking about her looks and talking about her husband and her sex life. I mean, we're talking about, if this is true, it's harassment. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I would say that's harassment if it's true. But anyway, so she filed a complaint with the State Human Rights Commission, which is which has been in existence for several decades now, and they take complaints on racial and gender discrimination issues. And she went to them, and I guess he found he was told about it or whatever, and. When he found out about it, according to her suit, he fired her. He said, we don't want you working here anymore. Big problem. Big red flag. Red flags all over the place with something like that. You're you're dealing directly with the state at that point. This this is a huge issue. That's right. And then she's filed with the federal government, with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. And, you know, she's got got a a big-time lawyer, John Myers, with Bacchus Bacchus Meyer and uh, Branch. And they're a Manchester law firm that deals with this stuff. And... uh, it's i mean on the face of it it's 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 a really uh classic kind of harassment suit but apparently it's not you know it, it the company won't wouldn't comment to bob and uh they want to talk then the lawyer wouldn't comment to bob and the company wouldn't comment and uh it seems like it's like it's so i don't want to sound i don't i'm not making light of this but it sounds so 90s <laughs> Yeah. Before people had their consciousness raised a little bit more about this stuff. Definitely pre me too, this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so it's interesting to see what's, what's going to happen because this is a company, they were once, at one point, they had 300 employees in, in Meredith, but they moved all that, most of their manufacturing to China, like so many other companies. And they still put their, they get to the, they assemble the dolls still in New Hampshire. 
but all the pieces are made in China. And there's only like roughly 15 employees or something. Apparently, like that we can't get we can't get a number. Yeah, it's you know that was according to the suit, so we don't know. We don't know if that's the real number. And uh, it's you know it it, it was I mean I, you know in my all my years at the Business Review did several stories on Anna Lee on on, on she herself and her family Thorndike and her family and the business you know it was it was like a tourist attraction they had a museum and people would come up from all over. I think yeah, all over the world. It's very sad. I mean, they, they. I remember shortly after we moved down here, we wandered up to Meredith and found their their old location over by uh, over by uh, the docks that are over there, and yeah. it was a nice little place. To check out the family, and they mm -hmm. they moved to this new kind of sterile looking building on the other side of downtown Meredith, and yes, uh, there's like no one there, a couple workers there. It's it's just a small manufacturing facility. Yeah, they, used, they used to employ a lot of people in the Lakes region. I mean, they were a major employer, really. And uh, it, it's, you know, that's, you know, but the company itself, but the, the thing is that this kind of uh, accusation is something that has been uh, written about for decades. Right. So it makes you uh, kind of wonder what, what would be going on if, if this is true, what was going on in the CEO's mind for, for actually pursuing this kind of thing. But this is what happens. This is, uh, this is a, you know, word of warning to any executive or any manager who tries wants doing that stuff, you can't do it because it's, you know your company will pay the price. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, this could be this could be millions. Ultimately. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but but yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot. If you're the court time, the amount of time you're going to spend hiring lawyers, dealing with it, dealing with the because uh, you're going to need to hire a lawyer and such to speak to the Human Rights Commission if you honestly want to deal with this. It, it's it's expensive and time consuming and hugely unethical and causing PR yeah. nightmare for your company in the future. I mean, this could be a real problem for Anna Yeah, and and the and actually the probably the most grievous thing is is. Uh, taking retaliation because that's something that's oh, yeah. very much frowned upon. Yeah, I mentioned that especially. I don't say this is all allegations, so oh, I'm not. Yeah. But yeah, but especially if he retaliated and he, she brought it up to the federal government. I mean, yes, <laughs> that's talk about even more uh, yeah. headaches for for the company, and yes, it, it's very sad to see yeah. and the for the new hampshire human rights commission what uh, government agency is that related well it's to, an know? appointed commission they, they've been around for many many years and actually they got uh some press over the last year a couple of years or so over uh after uh, there was um your efforts to uh um open up uh you know to 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 to, to reform how policing is done in New Hampshire mm -hmm. and uh they've you know been they've been out you know in that thing and dealing with it you know also in terms of, of racial stuff in the wake of Black Lives Matter and you know it's kind of a it's kind of a an, or an agency or not agency a commission that's kind of in the been in the background they do get a lot of uh they do get filings from people they do they do adjudicate things and it's it's just not top of mind for most mm -hmm. people i think a lot of people go strictly to the federal government yeah when they're filing complaints but uh you know it's it's there and 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 you know it is an avenue for for, for employees or for, for anybody who feels they've been discriminated with like it could be a tenant being discriminated by a landlord or anything like that well little public uh announcement uh Public yeah. service announcement for something well, like that. Like, so you don't have that. to directly sue these companies and such. It's like there there are these government agencies exactly. that are here for consumer protection. Exactly. Exactly. 
Move over to another employment-related lawsuit going on. There's a car dealership that is uh, being sued for for allegedly firing an employee for dealing with an outage from COVID. Yes, and this is something interesting because this is this is a COVID suit, and we have not seen many of these Mm. in the future. There are in other places, but the hands just had very, very few of these kind of things where people are suing, employees are suing because they were fired or 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 or, or discriminated against because they had COVID. But in this case, apparently, this this uh, employee said that he uh, took leave because he had he had COVID, and he was he 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 he, he's suing the uh, dealership Malkin down in uh, in Nashua for apparently just saying that. He uh, they they discriminated against him because he had COVID and he wasn't supposed to be uh, you know fired or any kind of action taken taken from him. So uh, he it's it's a it's a it's another kind of textbook thing where I'm where a company is not I'm not going to say that they need to everybody needs to read the New Hampshire Business Review, but we've had articles about this from the very beginning of COVID that you've really got to. Cross your cross your T's and dot your I's when it comes to dealing with stuff like this, because it's not the kind of uh, it's just not the kind of suit you want to get involved in. And uh, this is this is a the guy you know it, it his it's all accusations, mm-hmm. but it still seems on the face of it, if these accusations are accurate, that he was just he got COVID, and they said no, you know you don't have COVID, you know just just don't you know you can't. They just didn't. They just would refuse. They refused to actually accommodate him. Yeah, COVID's kind of for. I'm not obviously not saying this is going on with this individual, but it's the perfect case if you if you're were let go from your employee employer during the pandemic and you're not happy with your situation and you, you want to make a lawsuit. So devil's advocate for McCul- McCulkin uh, Chevrolet, who also is outright said that this employee is missed. A considerable amount of time leading up to the lawsuit it's yes. a very messy situation yes. and this could have been the straw that broke the camel's back it's it absolutely so could have been. And, but yeah but the employee says he had to take care of his son and, and things like that I mean, it's a it's a it's a complicated situation and actually it's interesting because uh, we have an article coming up in, in the next issue of the business review about how the parental uh, the family and medical leave act for program that grants that New Hampshire starting with the public private thing, they're putting out uh, brochures and start marketing it for marketing it for employers and eventually individuals to sign up for it. And this is something that you know that that's coming up with this is that apparently under this under this uh, plan that the state put together um, that you get six weeks of paid leave if you know through your employee if your employer pay you know it's you get sixty percent of of your pay through this program. But if you're an individual who does it, you are you will get sixty percent of your pay, but you are not guaranteed that you'll have your job oh my if you take the leave. And you know, I, I just look at it and go, well, you know, have we learned nothing from COVID? No. And you know, we're talking about really in a. I, I think that's probably it's done now because employers, for the most part, don't want to lose any employees, right. and if they have to take time off for, for, for birth of a child or because of course a fa- family member's sick or they themselves are sick fine but uh it, it does kind of it, it does, that that not having that uh that kind of guarantee in there is, is I, 
I think is going to prevent some people from doing it myself. But, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, everyone's already on edge for, yeah. with who they're working for right now. There's I mean, We hear about all these new jobs that are popping up. A lot of the new jobs that are popping up are like food service and retail, which exactly. are highly in-demand jobs, and they're not – they're very stressful. They're not jobs you're probably going to make a career out of, and the, the pay isn't as good as going into some stronger careers, even though the pay has increased a fair bit. Yeah, the but they also don't have the kind of benefits like having right. you know, family, you know, leave or if you get sick. I mean, you know, it, a lot of businesses, many, many businesses in New Hampshire, yeah, I wouldn't want to put a number on it, but it's a lot of them have or do offer, uh, you know, leave if if you're sick or you know they have they have short term disability that kind of stuff, but a lot of businesses don't and and. And I'm not picking on the food service industry, but a lot of them, you know, they live on margins and mm-hmm. they, don't, they can't provide those kind of benefits. Definitely. Going over to a subject we've unfortunately talked about a fair bit over the last year that we've been doing these uh, these discussions is home prices in New Hampshire and home availability in New Hampshire. And yeah. it looks like we actually have some real stats that have come out uh, for, for uh, June and in July, which is, a, which is great to actually have some real numbers to look at. Yeah, well, it's interesting. We've been, you know, looking at this, obviously, we've been talking about it for a long time now. But, you know, we it, the economy is slowing. It's the, not that economy is slowing down, but there's things going on in the economy in terms of uh, inflation and, in particular, interest rates rising. And interest rates rising has a direct effect on home sales because, you know, mortgages that may be 4% are now 5% or 6%. And that has a big that makes a big difference in whether you want to spend five hundred thousand dollars for a house. So uh, we've seen that there was a there was a drop in the number of sales in July, which is usually a pretty hot month. You know, summer is usually a good time, it's a big time to buy homes. And there was a drop in sales. There also was a slight drop in the median price, like ten thousand dollars for the for the median price in New Hampshire. Which is, you know, it's still like four hundred sixty thousand dollars. Still a lot of money, but that has something we have not seen in many, many months. And the drop in sa- and and the drop in sales is wasn't just because of inventory. We've seen very low inventory, but it was also because there were just fewer sales, and the inventory is actually has risen just a little bit. So it's so they didn't eat away at the whole inventory the way they had been. Every month you just gobble up all the houses that were there, or most of the houses that were there. But this time it didn't happen that way. So there is it's a sign. It's the first month that this has happened. But I have to say just just to mention this, in terms of cleaning my office out, and to prove how much stuff I have from home, <laughs> I found something uh, just the other day while I was cleaning out these file drawers that I forgot I had. You know, in the pre-digital era, I saved everything. And there was a file on housing, big folder. And in it was a report from 1992 by the New Hampshire Housing Forum. In 1992, about New Hampshire's housing crisis. (laughs) Just so, you know, no one's making this stuff up. It's been going on for a long time. Yeah, Yeah. and it goes through these cycles where it gets even worse than it is. And it's gotten much worse than 92. And 92 was just starting to come out of the recession that very terrible the terrible recession that new hampshire had which was the worst recession we experienced since the great depression including anything we've had since then and you know it was a whole real estate depression and in a way that that real estate recession depression ended up 
helping people find housing after a while. But there were still these concerns about housing availability, even then, for people who can afford affordability of housing. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it, it is, this is the most bonkers number to me on here is Rockingham County remains the priciest county with a $590,000 median price yes. of 13.5%. What? That's right. And, 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 you know, it's just crazy. And the other thing is the rents in, in Portsmouth, which is basically the, you know, the main place in, in Rockingham County, you know, the rents there are, you know, $3,000 more. And it's and very, and that, that's, that's a city because they don't have much land. Right. So that's a city that's really desperate to build housing, but they've had a lot of resistance from 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 residents to building affordable housing because there's been a whole debate about height of buildings and they don't want buildings to be too high up, blah, blah, which, you know, that's fine on a certain level, but you have to face the reality of the world. And if you want your, you know, if you want people to live in your city, you know, we're not talking about skyscrapers. We're talking about three-story or four-story buildings. <laughs> yeah, and you want to you want to keep New wow. Hampshire residents in New Hampshire. I mean, exactly. those are the people that are going to stay there long term. Like anecdotally, like my family went down to Salem a couple weeks ago, and we went to the Tuscan Village development <laughs> that's down there, which is just crazy what they're doing over there. I know it's it. Absolutely. So expensive. You can tell they're just trying to get people from Boston. That's all they yeah. care about. Actually, there's a, an affordable housing project being built right next door to that. Oh, really? Got approved, and it's and they're building it. It's like it's I think it's sixty something apartments, might be more, but it's gonna be right near there. And but affordable is like what is it now? Yeah. I mean, they, you know, it's it's because a certain number of the residents have to have a certain income below a certain number and above a certain number. And yeah, you know, but it's you know, if it's it's if it's a few dozen apartments, that's great. But we need a lot more. Yeah. In I, I mean, Concord Concord Housing here uh, had to clear out their backlog because they had like yes several years worth of backlog worth of people on there that they were they just have to do that every so often because they have just so many individuals on there that they can't add more to it. Yeah, and and you know, and then we have a problem with uh, you know a lot of people, many people are eligible for for rent vouchers, Section Eight vouchers, which which means the government, the federal government, subsidizes their rent. And you know the money is just not adequate to so many to so many houses, and and besides which, many many most landlords won't take a Section Eight voucher. Mm. There's a limited and, and Concord Housing is an example of a place that takes Section Eight vouchers, but they just don't have they don't have to be the, the the places for people. Yeah, and they're in the middle of new leadership too, because John yes. White retired, so now they have this new individual stepping in that has to turn it around and exactly. Make and it and work. Yeah. you know, it actually reminds me of, of like with the Health and Human Services uh, Commissioner Lori Shibet, who, who's stepping down. Like you know, she started her job in January of 2020. <laughs> so rough. I spoke to <laughs> Anne Marie about that. That's a poor so the same thing. The same thing with the guy, with the person taking over for uh, Concord Housing. You're starting in the middle of a a record-breaking housing shortage housing prices and you know, that's that's a rough that's a rough place to start you know There's, you don't have a learning curve exactly <laughs> trial by fire here you go right. good luck that's right. all right editor jeff feingold of the new hampshire business review thanks for joining me it's great being with you all right jeff joins me every couple weeks right here on wkxl in the morning you can get all our interviews on demand at nhtalkradio.com as well as the rest of our great shows and the 24 7 live stream that we have if you're listening to wkxl in the morning i'm your host aj kirsten we'll be right back after this